Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jake with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, and I'm thrilled to be joined once again by Alex Collier. Alex, we had a, an amazing get-together last time. <laughs> it was great, Michael. It was absolutely great. Thank you so much. I've had some incredible feedback from that. Fortunately, I was able to post it on all my media, and it's pretty much still there. The feedback, the remarks were just uh, you know, unbelievable. They really enjoyed the energy that you put out there. That's great. You know, I never go back and review those things. Um, yeah. You know, typically it's one and done, and then you move on to the next thing. You know, there's a lot going on in the world. I mean, it would be easy to say there's nothing happening. <laughs> and then, of course, there wouldn't be much to talk about. Mm. But, you know, everything that we're seeing in the world is a reflection of who we are on the inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the first questions you posed before we, we went live. And a a lot of us feel very incomplete, especially young people, because they look at the world and they're like, what is this about? And I think on an intuitive level, they realize that there are much deeper questions that have to be answered. And the questions that everyone's allowed to ask are so superficial Mm -hmm. as to be you know, why even bother to ask? And, and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we haven't been given, you know, genuine history. Mm-hmm. And I think on an intuitive level, everybody knows that there's something very terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those of us who are older, uh, you know, we're sort of reaching a point where we have all this experience behind us. So there's not a lot of guesswork and there's no real impossible decisions to make because we know how the system works. Right. And, you know, we, we've come to this place where the mistakes are as important as the successes. And once you understand that, then basically what happens is every day becomes a day of exploration and not survival internally you know, full of self-doubt, lack of self-worth. Maybe I can just speak for myself. You know, you get to this point where you really don't give a shit. You just don't give a shit. And once you get old enough to no longer be a bad example, you suddenly have all this wisdom to share. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the young kids, the younger generations, you know, they're coming into a situation where, there is so much change and it's happening happening so quickly. There is so much hypocrisy. They haven't got any idea what's real anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I and others who have been around the block a zillion times, you know, we, we understand that this is all part of the game. But these young kids, they don't get it. And, you know, they're the ones that are going to inherit. So they're in a tough spot. They're in a really, really tough spot. And I feel for them. But some of them are really hard to talk to 
because they've gone to government schools and they really think they know everything. Mm -hmm. And yet they know they don't. <laughs> That's true. I've encountered that quite a bit, unfortunately, dealing with the, the younger crowd. When I was a Navy SEAL, you know, we had to work with people that had been conditioned and uh, breaking them from that conditioning was really tough. But once that conditioning was broken, then uh, and they started to see that they were much bigger than what they really thought themselves to be. Uh, we were able to, like, you know, mold uh, unbelievably talented people. So it's it's a it's a it's a real challenge right now, you know, to open people up. But I think that because things are so challenging, that's what is helping people to uh, wake up. So what creates suffering on the planet? What can people do to overcome the suffering? How much of it do people have in their own hands and how much of it is external? If our state of being totally depends on ourselves, how can one master not to suffer? Well, here's my take on that. The first thing is if you look outside of yourself for happiness, you're already screwed mm -hmm. because you can't control anything outside of you. And to understand love, you have to understand that you're going to go through growing pains. And with that, with the mistakes, with the growing pains, with the agony, you build a foundation of memories and experience. There is no right or wrong when it comes to love. To sharing love, loving yourself, being in love, there is no right or wrong. It's simply about experiencing that truly profound moment of grace. Sometimes they last for years. Sometimes they're fleeting. But nonetheless, they always leave an impression. They leave an imprint on one's soul that you will always carry with you. And the further we reach inside of ourselves to discover our own self-love, the more we become to a place where we appreciate who we really are. You know, in the old days, you know, we can talk about the indigenous people, we can talk about Buddhism, many of the ancient teachings. What they always stressed was love thyself first. You can't love others unless you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think what the really, the real issue here is that there have been so many external promises that are nothing but bullshit. Mm. It was always a way to manipulate for someone to acquire power, to acquire wealth. Because, you know, when it comes to self-knowledge and self-worth, there are no shortcuts. You have to walk the path. And I think one of the issues for most people on this planet, uh, Michael, is they don't understand their own journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've had this question. I've had it a million times. What's the purpose of life? Mm. Right? Yeah. And the question actually needs to be, why did you choose to be here? It's not a mistake that you're here. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to find that answers when your entire focus is on the outside. Most kids don't believe there's even a God today. Mm -hmm. A higher power. Right. And that's a tough nut to crack. And I don't know exactly what it is that will bring them around other than uh, those who are open. I try to point them in the direction of quantum physics. 
And those people that those young people that I, I build a relationship with, I say to them, okay, I want you to do some research. And then I want you to come back to me and I want you to tell me who created dimensions. Just start with that. Figure out what a dimension is. Mm-hmm. Find out how many there are. And we already know there's at least 11. Mm-hmm. And tell me how those dimensions were created. Because there's only one conclusion to that. <laughs> you know, there's only one where to go with that. Something far greater than all of us on the outside created the space, created materialism, and then created time. Because you, if you're going to create space, where's it going to be? So you have to create the space where it's going to be. When is it going to be? You, in fact, have to create time and space and matter in order to have all this. But you have to be outside in order to do it. That is the only logical conclusion. Uh, a lot of the kids, they give up. They're just like, it's too hard. They don't really want to know. They want to be on their phone and playing with their girlfriend or, or whatever it is they're doing, listening to music, getting stoned. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough thing. And the cabal has really done its job well mm-hmm. in not only breaking up the family, but separating the generations to a point that they can only talk to each other in defense now. There, it's, it's very difficult to, to build bridges of communication. And I don't know if you've gotten this yet, but I've gotten this. You're an old man. You don't understand anything. Okay. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Okay. And then you ask them how it works and they don't really know either. So there has to be an event, in my opinion, that gets everyone's attention, especially young people. They have to come to a place of of just being humbled with the fact that everything that they have been taught in schools, virtually everything, mm-hmm. and the way they see the outside world through media, none of it is real. Mm. And I, I wrestle with that all the time. I think about it all the time. You know, how do we crack that matrix that's been built specifically to capture these kids? Because many of them, like you just said, are incredible souls. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly talented, but they're being led this way into subservience as opposed to leadership and self-empowerment. They think that because they feel a certain way that they, they've got the truth. And that simply isn't how it works, and it's never worked that way experience is the only way to truly know anything because you know you can read a book about how to swim and then jump in the water and you're going to drown because you don't have any experience you know you can't hold that book and say okay turn the page as you're paddling it's not going to happen and you know life is no different life is very much like jumping in a lake you can very easily get in over your head it doesn't take long. And if you have no idea where you are under the water, 
it's pretty much over at that point. So that that there's my analogy. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. And you know, it's it takes somebody with a lot of experience to to really, I think, understand what where you're coming from. You know, for me, you're you took you're you're speaking volumes of wisdom. And it's uh it's it's a shame like like we talk about in our we we would like you know the younger generation to get this right away, but something has to like crack that nut. And it has to be something that's pretty tough sometimes. And uh, you know we we've seen, yeah, seen throughout more profound. yeah more profound. Now you've had amazing experiences, and uh, I think a lot of your wisdom. Well, obviously, a lot of your wisdom comes from uh you know your connection and your uh exposure to uh to ET races now the ET races have uh helped uh inform a lot of people a lot of people say when are we going to you know have disclosure well all we have to do is like look at our last uh, get together you know there's disclosure disclosure is right here we're we're the ones that are disclosing so it's not like some some savior is going to come in or some, you know, political figure is going to come in and say, here's what we know. And this is the way it is. It's it maybe at some point it happens a little bit like that, but here it is right here. So how do, how do you feel about that being the one that's, I, I think you're cutting edge uh, disclosure. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? Well, I think I've lost my edge after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know you're referring to what's coming up in June, right? Right. And I think they're going to, they may give us a few crumbs, sure. a few tidbits, mm -hmm. but they're not going to give us the juice. Oh, no, no. It's never going to happen because the military industrial complex is still in place. These right. black programs are still in place. The secrets are still locked up in these places. Mm -hmm. Senior executive services is still largely controlling and managing these systems. Yes. So they're going to throw some bones, but that's roughly it. Yeah. And I and I do hear people, including people in exopolitics, saying, "Well, first meeting, first contact," and and none of that's true. The Chaldeans talk about walking with the Anunnaki and the Elohim. The Indian country, they talk about you know the wars between the gods and how they were being used by them by the ETs to fight their wars. You know, the Sumerians, it, it, they talk about all the same things as well. You know, the Chaldeans, the Chaldeans say that, you know, humanity's been here 18 billion years. Mm. That's how long we've been around. And that one of the first groups to meet us or to actually come and talk to us were the Titans from Venus. And they were the giants. Now, what's interesting is that Venus was on the other side of Saturn at the time. And mm. then it was moved to its current location. Mm. But they were here and they were helping mankind. They would even help them write laws. And, you know, a lot of this, they just say, is, is fantasy. It's mythology. But, you know, these people were writing shit and chiseling it in rock. You know, you don't write a novel in a rock and chisel it for years trying to something that isn't true. That is not what they were doing. They were recording day-to-day -day events, real, actual history, and we're just told to ignore it because what that does is it empowers us to know who we are, where we started, the relationship that, hey, we're not alone. 
that there is other perspectives, other star nations that have gone through the growing pains we're going through now, and they have survived. But, you know, Michael, once that genie's out of the bottle, once humanity knows, the cabal cannot control what we think. And that's really what this has all been about, mm. is controlling what we think and how we think, which mm -hmm. is why they've done everything they could to erase history from us. Humanity has reached this point where we're wanting to break free. We're being drawn to higher ground. And we're just trying to figure out how do we get there? Some of us can't put it into words. Some of us have no idea how to communicate it. Some of us don't know how to express it. But we all know, even the younger generation, that there's something wrong and we need to make a change. Wanting someone to come in and save us is a real dangerous prospect. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. Because you just don't know what you're going to get. And if you give your power away, it's twice as hard to take it back, especially when you gave it away, especially if they're technologically more advanced. And, you know, this is why the white hat portion of our space force has been integrating and building a relationship with benevolent mm -hmm. ETs for quite some time to build that bridge of trust. And, you know, that's the mentoring that's been going on already off planet. What would be ideal is for the right stuff, ourselves, humanity, to have those breakaway civilizations that are now being forced back to Earth. Mm -hmm. And the white hats, uh, the white space force, to come in and say, all right, guys, look, here's the deal. And just spell it out for humanity. No more secrets. That would be ideal. And it's our own people telling us, sharing with us humanity, because, you know, off world, we're still a family. And that's how the other extraterrestrial star groups see us. That's how they see themselves. That's how they see us as a family. They don't see us as separate nations. It would be ideal for that to occur. I just don't know if it's possible, especially with who's in control right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what a cluster. Yeah. Oh, can I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's that's a brilliant, brilliant idea. I, I'm pretty convinced that I have a uh, uh, a separate part of myself that's uh, experiencing that that space program. And I, I've been regressed into that several times and I've done lots of talks on that. So that's good, good coming from you. I appreciate that. There's a, a lot of us that feel the same way in that program. You know, what could we do to uh, help humanity down there? Of course, we're blocked from doing that. There's uh, certain uh, restrictions uh, that are set in place not to get involved. A lot of, a lot of people that are in the space program uh, don't, even, don't even know they're there. You know, so they're uh, in this kind of like alternate reality. So, of course, they're not going to get involved, but there are uh, a very significant portion that are, you know, aware of things that are going on, you know, back here. And I yeah. look forward to uh, that revolution and consciousness happening that, you know, we're kind of talking about right now. It just remains to be seen 
what is going to be the impetus to uh, to kick that off and really make that happen. We keep hearing it a lot uh, from a lot of different sources. So you you kind of alluded to maybe you know that's what's going to happen to really uh, wake a lot of people up. What what do you see that might be? Do you have any clues or any ideas? Okay, well, I I know that there's a lot of chatter mm -hmm. about an event involving the sun. Yeah. That may or may not happen. Right. However, there has to be a foundation for everyone first. So when that event happens, if it happens, if it's a real event, we won't know till it happens. Mm -hmm. To give everyone some grounding. They have to have at least some information so that they can ground what has just happened to them. Leaps in consciousness, maybe um, the growth of a third strand of DNA, and now suddenly they have superpowers, what we would call superpowers. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody needs some grounding first as to what that is. There has been conversation amongst the Andromedans with other star systems, star nations, one of the things that they talked about was that they would, within a 24-hour period, the, they would give everyone a dream on the dark side of the planet. And as the dark side went into light, the other side of the planet, they would give them the same dream. Everybody would have the exact same dream. And in essence, it would be a download of our history and uh, the history of our cultures. So that when everyone woke up after that 24-hour period, we would all have the exact same information. Mm. And the idea would be to generate conversation. Get everyone talking to each other about this. And I don't know the specifics of how the information would be laid out but it would be specifically designed to trigger a higher self-response in the body. Okay. In other words, trigger your memory, your DNA memory of who you are. It would be designed to do that. Now, of course, you're going to have reactions all across the board, depending upon one's maturity. But nonetheless, an event like this may be necessary because we're not going to get the help from the powers that be. You know, not only are they uh, just not going to do it, but even they themselves have lost their own way. Mm -hmm. They've lost their own way to the point where now all they're concerned about is maintaining power. And it doesn't matter how. So, you know, they're off the reservation as well. But humanity is still asking the question internally and even outwardly. Where are we going with this? We hear the media, the earth is, the atmosphere is terrible. Uh, we're killing the planet. So now 7 billion of us have to die. And, and that's the message. They're actually messaging this to humanity. Mm -hmm. What are you telling the young people? That life isn't worth living now? That's the messaging. I mean, you know, these kids... They may have their own way of thinking, but they're not stupid either. So the messaging is, you don't have any value. To the middle class, to the, 
to the Middle Ages. You've had a good life up until now, but sorry, the planet can't support you. And to the elderly, you've survived world wars, pestilence, all this other stuff. And now that you've acquired all this wisdom, we have to ask you to be the first to go because you're old and you can't make a financial contribution anymore. Mm-hmm. So basically what they're telling society, the planet as a whole, is that we have no value. And yet we don't know, we don't know who they are that's actually telegraphing the message. We don't know, right? So, you know, this is all swirling in everybody's subconscious at this point. And it's it's a disaster. And, you know, it's it, they've made everything right for this fake second coming, this, this, you know, hey, let's let's have someone come in and be the savior and who's going to tell us everything that we have to do. And, you know, I can tell you that at least the A's have told me that that is not how a society survives. Mm -hmm. Somebody coming in and telling them what to do. In their opinion, the way to solve the world's problems is to point out all the inconsistencies, to point out the fact that You do not know your true selves of where you come from and what you represent. And if you worry, if you are all in a state of worry, then you clearly don't understand the situation you're in. Because in their opinion, worry is a bully. It never gives back. All it does is suck the joy out of being in the moment, any moment. And it pains them to see so many people live their lives full of worry because all it does is exhaust you Mm -hmm. and there is no solution whatsoever to be found in worry. This is a tough one, Michael. You know, if we're not at that crossroads, it is just a mile ahead of us. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it isn't, it isn't far at all. I'm just going to say, I I, I wish Trump were still president. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, you know, it, at least he he can give you a coherent sentence. You know, right? We can't get that out of Joe, Uncle Joe. So it's going to be a really interesting to see how this all works. Uh, I'm not expecting any major revelations from from the DNI regarding UFOs. They're going to say, yeah, they're real. Some of them are, some of them. But if you do the research, if you know anything about Colonel Corso and Roswell, and the military-industrial complex, how overnight we went from, Good point. Mm-hmm. you know, tubes to nanoboards, you know, circuit boards. Yep. You know, all the information's there. You just have to work. You just have to do the work. And you have to drop all of your biased prejudices and just be open to the truth. Unfortunately, everything's become so politicized that no one wants to talk to each other and we're never going to solve the problems that way. Yeah. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality.
So uh, human beings are royalty, as you've said. Can you talk a little bit about what you mean by this? And of course, there's uh, 23 different body types on the planet. And can you talk a little bit about their origin? You know, I can do that. <laughs> you can. It's and it's. I, ha I have the list. <laughs> I have the list right here. I. Oh my God! I about that. This, I just covered this on the webinar. Yes, I'm just. I'm just going to lay it out there. <laughs> this is where you know you get to that age where you just don't give a shit, right. You're just going to lay I, it out. Oh there. yeah, it's uh, you know after being in combat, I'm I'm the same way. Just I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, just lay it out there. The first version of us was created on Mars and then brought from Mars to Earth to work the mines. Mm -hmm. As we were here doing our thing, there were other extraterrestrial civilizations coming and going, many of them observing, many of them working alongside, many of them taking part of our group and having them work for them to remove raw materials, on a different types of DNA on the planet so that they could take it off. Now, why? Earth is one of the few planets in our galaxy that can hold and manage a very complex ecosystem. What we have here on Earth is absolutely remarkable. And virtually all of the life that's here was brought here by star travelers and sprinkled around to see if it would survive, what it would do. Mm. And magically, the Earth was just one of those places where a lot of life took place, which is why we have such diversity. It's not like that in a lot of other places. In fact, it's rare that you would have the diversity out there like you do on, on Earth. My mm. understanding is that there's 11 planets in our galaxy alone that have this type of a a very complex ecosystem. Well, in working with these different groups, relationships came about. Teaching happened. This is where we learned horticulture. This is how we learned about herbs. This is how we learned about uh, agriculture and, and medicine and which plants do this and which plants do not. Uh, this is where we learned about the stars. Okay. It's from them. They were mentoring us as we were, in fact, working for them. And this was going on around the planet for thousands and thousands of years. Generations would die off. Other generations would be born into the groups. And, and it would consistently continue to go on. The Bible says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men and found them fair and took them to be their wives. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. There you go. This is where you get the Nephilim, the half-breeds, the giants of old. They were born to earth women, but because they were half-breeds, they were not allowed to be taken off the planet mm. because they weren't true blood. Well, this goes on and this goes on and this goes on. Now, if the Chaldeans are right from what they've been taught by the Titans, humanity's been here 18 billion years. So what's happened is, is that humanity has become a gene pool of at least 22 different star nations. That means that even though we all share a very similar DNA, 
the racial memory in the different groups of people we have on this planet are in fact different. This is why we have different body types because their point of origin came from a different star race. Mm -hmm. If we were all Adam and Eve, we would all look alike. Yeah, but it, we don't. Yeah, because we have all these different, different groups, mm -hmm. different skin colors, different facial features, different physical structures, and that's because of the different groups that we in, that are our inheritance. So, what happens is is that it turns out that in the entire galaxy, we are unique. Mm. We are soul encased in a physical form that literally is the makeup and has the cellular memory of 22 different star nations. Mm. Now, of course, we haven't got a clue. We have no idea how to access this knowledge or even the technology that we would have within us or the knowledge to know how to even draw it out of us. So essentially what it is, is that we are each of us living libraries of galactic history. Mm. And many of us are all part of soul groups. Some of the soul groups are from fourth density, some from fifth, from, from sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. And apparently there's even a smaller group from 11. Now, that 11th, they were known as Patal. That may be what the 144,000 is in reference to. Mm. All right, as Patal. I'm not exactly positive, but it would make sense since they were singled out. And apparently, Patal were known as the founders. They were one of the first physical alien soul groups to come into this universe after it had been created. And they helped to seed galaxies, planets. They helped build solar systems. They helped place suns or build suns or put suns in place. I know this sounds incredible, but that's how, you know, every component of everything we see physically has a foundation of spiritual property, spiritual law, all of it. It's mm -hmm. all energy. That's all it is. It's all energy. And you can call forth all, any energy with specific intent, as long as you're clear about what your intention is. Intent creates a gravity wave. They've experimented and proved this in labs. Prayer can also create a gravity wave and draw to you that which you're praying for. So it all has a basis in spirit. One of the things we know the least about on this planet, which was done intentionally, because these other regressive groups figured out who we were. And what they realized is that we are incredible generators of energy. If they could get us to think in a very specific way then we would literally create the very prison we find ourselves in. All they had to do was lead us there to that place and say, okay, this is what life is. And if we bought into it, that's exactly what life is. 
You know, it's the old story of, or the crab pot. The little boy sees the guy uh, on the pier and he's got crabs in his pot. And he goes, mister, that crab's going to get out. He goes, no, he won't. He goes, yes, sir, it is. He's going to get out. He goes, no, the other ones will pull him back in. And that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we keep cycling this nonsense. And what we need is this serious paradigm shift so that we can break free of what doesn't work and really begin to focus on what does work. And we need assistance. We, we absolutely need some kind of assistance or at least someone to show us what does in fact work. How do these other civilizations survive? You know, for example, the Pleiadians, they had a, they had a, a civil war in their own star system and destroyed one of their own planets. Mm. And yet they're here. They figured out how to survive it. They would be an excellent mentor to come in and step forward and say, okay, we're going to do this through Space Force. Okay? We're going to have your own people teach you because we're still working on it and we don't want to be worshipped. So this is how the information would be shared. I mean, it's just a, a, a model that would certainly work. Mm-hmm. And what would be great is that it would be our own people. And of course, they'd have to get past the fact that they did all this in secret. They put all these ships in secret. They've been lied about, lying about UFOs for a thousand years. Uh, where did you get the money? Yada, yada, yada. We'd have to get past all that shit first. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> but it would be our own people, and it would create a situation of not only trust, but pride in humanity. Look what we're capable of. You know, it was like the Apollo mission that, that in 69. The whole world joined together. We all shared in that moment, whether it was real or not, we all shared in that moment. It brought humanity together. We need something else like that without giving our power away. Yeah, that, that's interesting. That was kind of one of my questions. You, you hit upon it. I was going to ask, if is there such a thing as 144 thousand original souls that came to help humanity through ascension so you you pretty much uh answered that the 11th density beings um because we've heard this story well, flipped I around so. i i think so right i don't know if the number's right and you know in truth much of the old testament has been plagiarized from chaldean texts mm-hmm. no one knows for sure who wrote the new testament because it was written 200 years after supposedly jesus lived mm-hmm. And if you look at the Dead Sea Scrolls, they in many ways contradict what the New Testament's life of Jesus is, Mm. which is why the Vatican went to the Huntington Library and withdrew the copies that they were transcribing because they were telling a very different story. Mm So, you know, that's a whole other subject. And um, totally. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, Josephus had a little little play in that, and uh, he was directed at what to put down. So that's well, uh, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the Caesars were in control. Absolutely, the Caesars, they were they were in total charge of doing all this. Right. Yeah. So it's it's, it's very you know, interesting to me that the 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 guy that you know we're we're worshiping uh, that was, I believe, uh, a very incredible master that walked the earth. Uh, philosopher like you, you know, your, your incredible uh, philosophy that's uh, being shared right now. So 
you know, we've had these masters come through, the Buddhas, the Jesuses, and so forth. They, uh, they share this information. They always say, do not make this into a religion. They all, they've all said that. But what happens? So I think, yeah, like you're saying, basically uh, made it into a religion of, and, uh, you know, we could, like you said, there's a lot to be talked about about that. So, yeah, the 144,000, you know how they, I, I, I believe they flipped that, that there's going to be an ascension process where 144,000 ascend. That seems pretty selfish to me. How about we all ascend together, you know, and, uh, and maybe there's 144,000 like we've been talking about that are here to help us in that ascension process. And I think that's the way it is. Well, the A said that more than likely, the, the highest probability is that a lot of the kids would be the first. Mm. They would go and then they would come back and teach us yes. what it is that they've seen, what they know, because they don't have all the dogma. Right. We're, we're, we're just bathed in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're confused, no. no doubt about it. <laughs> but I think there are, I, and I've talked to a lot of people that are working with star beings, and, and some of them are, you know, their first incarnation here, and they have amazing uh, insight and abilities, like, uh, like you're sharing. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to be uh, some of the first to ascend, and uh, if not, some of them already are ascending, and uh, they're going to come back and help. Well, you probably have some masters in India that are doing it. They're mm -hmm. walking in and out of dimensions. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're, they're being very care careful about what they do and what they know, because, you know, they don't want to be worshiped either, right? because that defeats the whole purpose. And, you know, our, one of our favorite quotes is these things I do, ye shall do greater. If ye have faith, mm -hmm. that means we're, we all have the ability. And how do you get somebody to step into their own power if they don't want it? How do you do it? I, I don't know that you can. Oh, absolutely. No? No. You got you got to wait for that 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 galactic Spark. cattle prod gets shoved up there, and, <laughs> and then oh, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> oh yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Okay. Yep. So we are in the midst of a major breakthrough for humanity towards enlightenment. Uh, a lot of us can see it. It's it's just around the corner. It's very close. There's some a uh, little bit more pain to go through, I believe. But what can people do in order to have a smooth transition uh, as much as possible? And how can people bring back balance in their own consciousness? And how can people heal themselves and consequently our planet? Oh, is that it? That that I, little I know. Yeah, I just kind of like packed it in there, right? It's like yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I know you're. I know you're pretty talented, so I. I piloted. <laughs> yeah, you threw me a softball there, Michael. <laughs> I don't know what smooth looks like anymore. That's number one. So I think we have to be candid about that. Right. Two, all of the structural systems that we have been living with were all designed to disempower. Those have to fall away. And when they fall away, there's going to be a gap, a, a vacuum, where for a period of time, there may be nothing to fill it. People won't know what to do because they, they don't have survival skills. So there is that issue. The other is that there, we're being completely bombarded by 5G, 4G, satellite EMFs, chemtrails 
and the media. You know, there's, there's all this talk about a, a blackout. You know, they're going to turn the power off around. God, I welcome that. Me too. Just shut these people up. Just turn mm -hmm. off the media and let everyone just go through the withdrawal that they're going to have mm -hmm. and let them get back to being grounded mm -hmm. and realizing, wow, I have a family. I, I have friends around here. My phone doesn't work. Okay, and they can put it down and they can start using their imagination again mm -hmm. or hanging out and playing baseball or doing something that's outdoors, that's grounded in nature, something. That would be a good start because as if everyone could start to vibrate at the same level of the earth, you know, feel and, and hear her frequency, we'd be halfway there we would be halfway there because mm -hmm. then people would start to hear their own frequency. And, and what I mean by that is that they would be in touch with their bodies, not just their subconscious and their minds. Because if you're here, you're not feeling here. You're not feeling with your body. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, the body is the antenna. That's where you feel intuition. That's where you express and experience love. That's where you feel compassion. You don't feel any of that in your head. And we've got to get these kids out of their head. Even a lot of adults, we have to get them out of their head and more into the whole synchronistic part of being at one, being alive. So I think that's all part of it. You know, I'm going to just put this question out there. And I've had this conversation in the last 48 hours with several people I know objectively looking at this situation right now i am not sure at all that any human being is in control of what's happening right now mm. i know we have the dark side but we also have the light i think that the light is now exercising its prerogative to make sure that the trajectory of humanity goes in a good way. In other words, they are actively participating in lifting humanity away from the dark side. It's very subtle. It's uh, almost incomprehensible. But, you know, it's almost as if God, you know, the, Einstein, Einstein once said, when something happens miraculously, that's God's way of doing it without calling attention to himself. When things just manifest, when they just come to pass, and they appear to be miraculous, it's, it's as if God is saying, okay, guys, here we go. And he just moves us a notch, or two, or 10, or 30 notches from where we were. And I think that's what's happening. If you look at the old world, the corporate world, the military world, Everything's changing, Michael. It's all changing. Everything. And you can see panic on one side because their entire agenda has been about control and what's happening. They're completely losing control. Mm -hmm. And what's happening to the, to the masses is they're beginning to wake up and realize, I have been in a coma for a very long time. We have been sleepwalking for a very long time. 
And now it's happening and there's almost no effort to it. If you can see the separation between the two paradigms. And for those of us who are on this ride, it's almost effortless, except that we have no idea where we're going because we've not been there before, right? Where the dark side, this side, they're losing their minds because they realize they have absolutely nothing, nothing. They don't even have good karma on their side. Yeah. You know, they're basically going to be toast and they know it. Where mm -hmm. humanity's biggest, biggest fault is that we were naive. We fell into a trap and we didn't realize it until many, many generations and centuries later, we're now realizing that we have been stuck in a horrible, horrible system. And, you know, we're all grasping and trying to how to communicate this. You know, how do we express it? We know we, we see bits and pieces, but how do we put it all together? And how do you explain that, okay, listen, you know, God is not only real, but we're a very integral part of that essence. We always have been. And you have to learn how to trust it. Like you teach, you gotta have that intuition to know when to go with the flow and when to take, take a step back and maybe stand on the bank of the river, just until you understand where the water's going. You know, and once you understand where the water's going, then you get back into the water, you find a log, and you go straight down the path. Well, what's happening is nobody knows because we're finding ourselves in this situation where everything we know is falling apart. Mm -hmm. And there aren't a lot of solutions. There's all these rumors of a quantum financial system. And there's rumors about a great reset. There's rumors about the med beds. There's rumors about a utopia and completely changing everything and a constitutional republic. There's all these things, but you, you haven't seen any of it truly manifest yet physically. So it's kind of like you're looking into a kaleidoscope and you go one or two degrees to the right and the entire scenario changes. And then you go one or two degrees to the left and everything changes. That's, that's kind of where everybody is right now, just trying to figure out what in the world is happening. And that's just the outside part. The internal struggle that everybody's going through is one of who am I? What am I doing? What do I want? Why am I in this situation? Why am I so happy? I have all these material things. And why is it that I'm so unhappy? Because it was never about the material things. Or if I'm poor, why, do I, why am I on the street? What did I do? Why do I not have any value? Is, am I being punished? You know, all these questions are really truly being asked by everyone now. And it all comes down to ultimately this. this. And that is, we don't know who we are, and we don't know how to empower ourselves. And Brilliant. that forces so you, you everyone actually, to go within. 
you've actually answered all those questions. Uh, bravo. <laughs> so, and, and you answered like several that I was going to ask you uh, on top of that. Uh, in fact, you've been hitting uh, questions that I was going to ask and uh, unbelievably, and it's uh it's, it's pretty impressive, you know, your, your level and your scope. You have given a definition. Well, it's been great, by... Michael. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you. See you. <laughs> one, more, one more question. All right. You have given a definition by Theseus of what will become our future. Responsible freedom of self-determination. Becoming truly self-confident and free. To, to unconditionally be responsible, responsible for oneself without being coerced. To accept some higher authority. Beautiful. Boom. Boom. How, how can people step into advanced maturity to become true galactic citizens? So this is the really the key point that I wanted to do. How, how you know, we talk about this internal process that people are like, you know, struggling with right now. But what is it? What is it like? I mean, I have seen galactic citizens, uh, Venetians, and they are just like exquisite, you know, uh, in their consciousness. Um, what what is it that people need to to get a hold of, to be like that, to have that kind of uh, connection that they're trying to share with us okay. uh, through, you know, these conversations we're having right now. I, at the moment, I honestly think that that's a leap humanity could not make right now. Mm. Simply because most people don't know how to love themselves. And it has to start there. Yeah. It has to start there. You, regardless of what we are, who we are, what we look like. Love thyself. Know thyself. That's probably the biggest and most important lesson we all have to deal with right now. That's, that's the actual work we all have to do right now. And if we know people who truly know how to love themselves, they need to share what that's like and how they practice it internally every day. Because if you have that, you can do anything. And nothing will rattle you. Nothing will shake your faith. Once you have that pillar in place, love thyself. Because at that point, you have all the value of the universe. Mm -hmm. And I think before we could even think about becoming like someone else, we have to become who we are first you know because they, then what you're doing is you're copying someone else you're you know oh i want to be like uh sean connery well i'm never going to be sean connery right mm -hmm. but i can be myself you know sean connery's already taken but i'm not i'm right here you can't be like anybody else because they're already taken you just have to be yourself and figure out how to live with that and be content with that. Then, then maybe learning to mirror how other civilizations live is something that we could incorporate. But we're not there yet. Right. You know, we're, we're not there yet. All we're doing is, you know, to do something like that, we'd be avoiding who we are now and the situation we're in. We would just be looking for a way to get out of it by becoming something else. And we haven't solved the root cause of humanity's problems at all. And that is self-worth. That has to be dealt with. 
that's the single wild card in the deck. Most definitely. And that, uh, that's, that same saying on the Temple of Delphi, uh, know thyself was on the, uh, the the entrance to the Temple of Delphi where people would go to get insights, you know, from the God Apollo through uh, his his channeled uh, source, uh, one of the uh, Delphic oracles. And then it was, again, had to be interpreted by a priest. And then that information was given to you. But we all have access to that. You know, that's right. their, that, that loving self that you're talking about opens up that connection to source that uh, so many people are lacking. Uh, so it's 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 pretty impressive uh, the information that you're you're sharing in all your work. So if people want to get in touch with you and uh, contact with you, what what is the best way? Well, we do a, a little webinar. We do two webinars and then a Q and A. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get information about that at alexcollier.org. Org. Uh, if you want to send me an email. Galahad, G-A-L-A-H-A-D, 1818 at Outlook.com. And I will do my best to answer it as soon as I can. I don't have a secretary. I don't have a management staff. It's just me. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely, we'll put those links uh, down in the uh, uh, the description box in, uh, on all my other social media sites so people can, uh, you know, connect with you and uh, all the all the amazing stuff you shared. Every time I, I hear you talk, Alex, and I, I've, I've heard you talk a lot, it, it just keep, continues to blow me open even more and more. So I, I thank you very much. I thank you uh, for the audience and uh, the things you're sharing and helping us uh, to make this transition. Just remember, Michael, you fell into time to be here at this time. You chose to be here. You were somewhere else, and you chose to be here at this time. And I want to thank you for that, for your service to humanity, but also to the galaxy. Because we're writing a terrible wrong here. We really are. Um, humanity is worth saving. And yeah. we all need to do that. We all need to save ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And, uh, you know, thank you for uh, just sharing once again. And everyone that's joined us, uh, much love out there. Stand that love vibration. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Mm -hmm.